0: good morning hey so uh that kind of goes along with uh my opening story uh by the way thanks uh, thanks everybody um we i just want to say thank you for all of your prayer all of your support all the meals that people have made the cards um our little girl was born three and a half weeks ago here's a picture of her may catherine um i call her May, may cat for short um So this is a, I just wanted to show you a picture to show you that she's real. Um, I wasn't just wanting a couple of weeks off and some free food. Um, No, but yeah, we love, we love kids. We have four boys and now uh, a a beautiful daughter. And you know, the first few weeks that you have uh, a newborn, sleep is kind of a slippery word. Um, so she's got her days and her nights mixed up a little bit and you know sleep deprivation does funny things to you So uh, Corinne had ordered something from Old Navy for online pickup at the store And she said will you run to the store and pick it up for me? And I said sure So I drove and parked in the parking lot went in uh, went up to the counter and said I'm here to pick up an online order for Corinne Fuquay And the guy types in his computer, and says, we don't have anything for Corinne Fuquay and I said, well, that's odd. Well, here's the, here's the order number. And I gave him the order number. He typed it in. And he's like, no, we don't have any, we don't have any packages or anything um, for that order number. And I said, well, she got an email from Old Navy saying the order was ready. And he looked at me and he said, sir, this is Target. <clears throat> <laughs> so, you know, um, sl- deprivation. So if my sermon is a little discombobulated today, just smile and nod and um, that'll be fine. Uh, I, I told that story because uh, names are important. If I had bothered to look at the name of, that was on the front of the building, I would have realized I was at the wrong store. Names reveal something and we're in a series about God's names in the Old Testament and the names of God reveal something about who God is. And so, names are important. They tell us something. And the name that we're going to look at today is the name Yahweh Rophe. Yahweh Rophe. Can you say that? Yahweh Rophe. Yeah. Oh, say it like you really mean it. Yahweh Rophe. Yeah, it kind of has a little rhyme to it. Yahweh Rophe. Yeah. Uh, the Old English, the King James English version of this name is Jehovah Rapha. How many of you have heard that name? Jehovah Rapha. It's one of the most well-known names of God. Does anybody know what Jehovah Rapha or Yahweh Rophe means? Heather. I am healer, right? The Lord is my healer. I am your healer. So that's what the name means. That's what it's translated as. Uh, the question is, what does that name reveal about who God is? That's the question I want us to look at today. It means I am your healer, but what does it reveal about God and about The world and about how we live in response or relationship to god god is our healer i believe that god still heals today i've seen god heal people um i remember one time probably the first time um, that i ever realized i was witnessing a miracle i was a kid and uh, i don't remember the lady's name she was a woman in our church And she had broken her leg, and she had come with crutches, and she had a cast on all the way up to her knee, and some people gathered around her and prayed for her, and all of a sudden she shrieked and stood up and threw her crutches down and started running and jumping as best she can with a cast because her broken leg had been healed. And of course, the whole church just erupted with worship and praise and shouting and joyful celebration because we witnessed God heal a broken leg right in front of our eyes. I've seen uh, other miracles. I've prayed for people. Sometimes uh, they've been healed. So I do believe that God still heals. And the name Yahweh Rophe, I am your healer, what does it reveal? Well, when I was a kid in that church, one of the things that we were taught is that if you come to God in faith, he will heal you because he is Jehovah Rapha. That's who God is. He will heal you. That's his name. So if you're sick, if you've got cancer or heart disease or broken leg or whatever, you come, you get prayed for in faith, and if you have the right kind of faith, God will heal you. If you're not healed, it's probably that you didn't have enough faith or the people praying for you didn't have enough faith. Because our God is Jehovah Rapha. He is the healer. He will heal all the time, every time, you just have to have the right kind of faith. Now, I don't necessarily think that's what the name Jehovah Rapha or Yahweh Rophe reveals. Because... There are a lot of people who come to God in faith and don't receive healing, uh, right? Case in point, the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he talks about his thorn in the flesh, this physical ailment that he had that he came and asked God three times to take away, and all three times he was not healed. And nobody can say, well, the Apostle Paul just didn't have the right kind of faith, Right? This is a man who had so much power in the Holy Spirit that his sweaty handkerchiefs could drive out demons, right? He healed hundreds, probably thousands of people over the course of his lifetime in ministry. And yet, when he came and asked God to heal his thorn in the flesh, he did not receive healing. So the name Jehovah Rapha or Yahweh Rophe, I am your healer, can't mean that God will always heal you every time if you have the right kind of faith. That's not what it reveals. So what does it reveal? What does God's name as healer show us about God? And just as a side, the question of why do some people not experience healing, that's a huge question. I know that's a very relevant question. That's one that all of us wrestle with at times, and I don't have time today in this sermon to get into that topic Um, I want to go into the scriptures and see where God revealed the name Yahweh Rophe and what it means um, and how how it applies to our lives. However, if you would like to know more information about uh, what healing is and how God heals and why some people don't experience healing and how we can live in such a way that we do experience healing more often, um, we're going to record a podcast addressing that uh, and hopefully send it out in the Friday announcement email this week. So, If that's something you're interested in, look for it in the Friday announcement email. If you don't get the Friday announcement email, take out that little connect card that's in the seat pocket around and sign up that you want to receive the Friday emails and we send out an email every week with just announcements, what's going on, and that topic will be addressed uh, there. This morning, I want us to go into the scriptures and see what did God reveal when he revealed his name that I am your healer. Um, This name of God is found in Exodus chapter 15. So if you'll turn to Exodus 15, verses starting in verse 22, it's interesting to me that Jehovah Rapha or Yahweh Rophe is one of the most well-known names of God, and yet it only appears one time in the entire Bible. And it's only in Exodus 15, verses 22 to 27. That's the only place it shows up in the whole Bible. So if we want to understand what this name of God reveals about God, we need to understand what this passage of Scripture means and how it applies to our lives. And then we'll understand our God just a little bit better. Um, let's just read this story together. Exodus chapter 15. The, let, me, let me, uh, Before we read it, let me set the context a little bit. Uh, Israel was enslaved in Egypt. God sent Moses to Egypt, he talked to the Pharaoh, he said, let my people go. Pharaoh said no, Uh, so God struck Egypt with the ten plagues. Um, Most of us are familiar with that uh, story in the Bible. Finally, after ten plagues, uh, Moses brings the Israelites out of slavery. The Egyptians say, go, you can go. So they leave, they get to the Red Sea, uh, and they can't cross the sea. And then the Egyptians change their mind and they want to go get their slaves back. So they round up all their army and they're coming after them and the Israelites are scared because they don't have an army and the armies of Egypt, one of the most powerful nations in the world at the time, are coming after them. And so God does a miracle and he parts the Red Sea and the Israelites walk across the sea on dry ground. The Egyptians come along after them to follow them and God closes the sea over them, destroys their entire army, rescues his people. That's what has just happened happened. And then we pick it up in Exodus chapter 15 verse 22. Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore it was named Mara, which is the Hebrew word for bitter. And the people grumbled against Moses saying, what shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord and the Lord showed him a log and he threw it into the water and the water became sweet. There the Lord made for them a statute and a rule and there he tested them saying, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians for I am the Lord your healer, Yahweh Ropheh. Then they came to Elim where there were 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. So in this story, what does God heal? He reveals his name, I am your healer, but what does he actually heal in the story? You can shout it out if you need to look back. The water. He doesn't heal their sicknesses. He heals the water super interesting i am your healer and he heals the water i think there are a couple of things that this story shows us about the name yahweh rofay and the first one is this yahweh rofay reveals that god will heal the source of our sickness god's name as our healer shows us that god isn't just interested in healing the symptoms he wants to heal the cause right god could have come in and said sure i'll heal your dysentery yeah and then they go back to the dirty water and drink it and get dysentery all over again, right? God could have done that. Oh, yeah, I'll heal your diarrhea, and then they go back to the dirty water and drink it and get diarrhea all over again, right? So God said, it would be better for me to heal the water. And once you have clean water to drink, then you're not gonna have all these other sicknesses. Yahweh Rophe isn't necessarily a promise that God will heal every single ailment that comes our way if we just have enough faith. It's the promise that God will heal the source of sickness, See, water is a source of life, but dirty water brings death, not life. In 2012, um, I had the opportunity to go on a mission trip in the Amazon River uh, jungle, the Amazon jungle. And we went down to Brazil, we got on a boat in the Amazon River, went into the jungle, and we were working with some of the villages that lived along the river. And the Amazon River was their source of water, not a super clean water source, And so one of the things that we did is somebody had designed a water filtration system. It was basically a cardboard, or uh, not cardboard, a cement box about this tall, about this wide, and it was full of different kinds of sand and sediment that were all readily available there in the Amazon. And when they put the sand and the sediment in there, you could take water right from the river and pour it in the top. And by the time it filtered down through all of that and got to the bottom, it was clean. It was drinkable. And the missionary said, when we come into a village and we start to install these water filtration systems, it's only a few weeks before most of the health problems in the villages go away. Most of the people aren't getting sick anymore because they were getting sick from drinking dirty water. And then when we come back, the people say, you healed us. Well, how did we heal them? By giving them a clean water source, right? That's exactly what God did Now, he didn't build a a concrete water filter. He had Moses throw a log in the water. So this is clearly a miracle. I mean, I've never seen where you could throw a log in in brackish polluted water and suddenly it becomes clean to drink. Uh, That doesn't happen, right? So God worked a miracle, but the miracle was healing the source of their sickness. That's what God did for the Israelites. That's what God promises to do and did for us. See, they came to Marah where there was bitter water. We live in Marah. We live in a world that is polluted by sin and sin is the source of our sicknesses and our diseases and our death. Now when I say sin is the source of all sickness, I don't mean that sin is the direct cause of all sickness. You can't say that guy has cancer because he sinned and now he's being punished. No, that's not how it works. Remember in Luke chapter 12, Jesus uh, met a blind man and his disciples said, Why was this man blind? Because he sinned or because his parents sinned? And Jesus says neither. Then he heals the guy. So that guy was blind, not because he had sinned, but we know that the only reason blindness exists is because we live in a sinful, fallen, broken world. It's not how God designed it to be. It's been twisted and corrupted by sin. So sin is the source of all sickness, even if it's not the direct cause of all sickness. And God said, sure, I can come in and heal your sicknesses, and Jesus did. One of his biggest things he did in ministry was healing the sick. But it would be better if I healed the problem at the source. It would be better if I dealt with sin because that's the source of all sickness. And just like Moses threw that log into the bitter waters of Mara, and it came up clean, Jesus was enveloped in the bitter waters of death on the cross, and when he rose again, he purified us. He gave us clean water to drink, water that would bring life, not death. Yahweh Rophe, that name of God, shows us that God wants to heal us at the source of the problem. That's what Jesus did. And sin is the source. Now, Jesus broke the power of sin through his death and resurrection, but sometimes we still go back to the dirty well and drink the dirty water and get pollution in our souls again. And when we come across that, what we need to do is call out to Yahweh Rophe and confess our sin to him so that he can purify the source again uh, one of the verses that we we say a lot in our house is 1st John 1 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness just like God purified the water at Mara Christ purifies our souls and gives us living water to drink Let's let, I, I would encourage you to, to memorize 1 John 1, 9, to, to highlight. This, is, this needs to be one of the most important verses that you remember because we all continue to sin sometimes and we need to confess those sins so that we can be purified. Let's practice just by saying it out loud together. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The name Yahweh Rophe reveals that God will heal the source of our sickness. The second point is this, Yahweh Rophe reveals that if we trust and obey God, he will heal our lives and save us from sin. God's name as healer shows that if we follow him, he will restore life to us, body, mind, and soul, and save us from the death of that sin brings look at verse 26 and back in exodus this is what god said to the people after he healed their water and look at the first word that god said what did it what is it if i don't like that word i don't like that word if because what that means is God's promise to be our healer is conditional (gasps) heresy right? we don't like the word conditional in Christian churches because we like to talk about the unconditional love of God That, that we can't do anything to earn God's love and that's true God loves you completely and perfectly before you do anything. Nothing you could do would ever make God love you any more than he already loves you right now. And nothing you can do could ever make God love you any less than how much he already loves you right now. His love is perfect and complete. And we receive uh, new life in Christ, eternal life, apart from our own works. So we don't have to do anything or be a good person in order to have salvation. And that's true. We talk about that a lot. But what the name Yahweh Rophe reveals, and the only place in scripture where it, it, it's, it appears, is that God's promise to be our healer is conditional on our response. If you diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and if you do that which is right in his eyes, and if you give ear to his commandments, and if you keep all his statutes, then I will put none of the diseases on you. I will save you from the consequences and death that sin brings because I am Yahweh Rophe, your healer. See, the the point that that it's making is this. If we want God's blessings and God's healings, we have to live God's way. I can't just go live however I want and do whatever I want and be whatever I want and do anything and then come along and say, oh, by the way, God, now that I've gotten my life in a big mess, I need you to come heal the problems that I have. I've rejected you. I've ignored you. I haven't paid attention to you. I've lived my own way. But now I need you to come pull me out of the scrape that I'm in. That's not how it works. If we want God to be our healer, we need to live life God's way. And if we're not willing to live life God's way, we don't get to claim the promises of Yahweh Rophe. See, uh, Dr. Tony Evans puts it this way: When we step out from under God's authority, we remove ourselves from the covering of God's protection and are no longer positioned to receive God's blessing. You can imagine God's authority like an umbrella, and it's raining. And if I want to stay dry, I have to stay under the umbrella. I can't throw the umbrella over there and then run through the rain and be like, why am I getting all wet all of a sudden? This doesn't make any sense, right? If we want God's blessing and healing in our lives, we have to be under the umbrella of his authority. We have to submit to him and live his way and trust him. Our actions have consequences. If we reject God, we reap the consequences of sin. Death if we submit to God and trust and obey him, we reap the consequences of that, life. We're gonna reap consequences either way. You get what you sow, right? The question is, which set of consequences do we want? The consequences that lead to death or the consequences that lead to life? Yahweh Rophe reveals that God has provided a healing way to live a healthy way to live, a wholesome way to live. Not only has God dealt with the source of sin, of sickness, but God has also given us a way of living that will keep us healthy and whole. And, and, and so uh, th- we have to trust and obey him or we don't get those benefits. I grew up in um, rural Missouri, just outside of a small town called Hannibal. It's about the same size as Stoughton, uh, maybe a little bigger, but not much. Hannibal's famous for the Mark Twain stories. Anybody heard of Mark Twain? Uh, So right on the Mississippi River, small town, not a lot happens in Hannibal, but recently a man in Hannibal was uh, beaten to death, murdered uh, in the parking lot of a bar at 2 a.m., murdered, right? Now, I don't remember the last time I went to bed at night and had trouble sleeping because I was worried that I might get beaten to death in the parking lot of a bar at 2 a.m. I can't remember when that happened. Do you know why? Because I'm not in the parking lot of a bar at 2 a.m. I'm like walking through my house doing this. Shh, 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 shh. Go to sleep, go to sleep. Shh, 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 right. That's what I'm doing at 2 a.m. Uh, but the Bible says that drunkenness is a sin. And if I trust and obey God and I say, I don't need another beer, I don't need to go to the bar and drink all night, then I don't have to worry about getting beaten to death in the parking lot at 2 a.m. If I trust God and I say, no, I don't need another beer, then I don't have to worry about the consequences of the foolish decisions I might make under impaired judgment, right? If I just do it God's way, I don't have to worry about any of that other stuff. A few years ago, I did a wedding for a couple in, in the premarital counseling Um, I found out that they were both virgins. They had saved themselves, and they were going to save themselves up to their wedding night, and then they would be each other's only partner for the rest of their lives. And I thought two things. First, I thought, wow, it can be done. It can be done, right? Uh, And then the second thing I thought is, do you know what? Those two people will never, ever, ever have to worry about or deal with STDs. Never. They go to the doctor, Oh, do you need the HPV vaccine? No. Do you need to be tested for chlamydia? No. Do you need this? Do you need that? No. Are you sure that, that he's the father of your child? Yep. <laughs> hey. Why? They don't, they don't have to worry about any of that other stuff. None of it. They could just live life free from worry and care and concern. Why? Because they trusted what God said about sexual relationships and did it his way. Instead of going to the dirty, polluted water of the world and just sleeping around with whoever they felt like it and then reaping all the consequences of drinking that dirty water. If we just do it God's way, we don't have to worry about all that stuff. God has provided a healing way of life. Right? Um, Another example, gluttony overeating. The Bible says that gluttony is a sin. Did you know that eating too much, drinking too much alcohol and sexual promiscuity are three of the biggest contributing factors to healthcare costs in the United States? Eating too much, drinking too much alcohol and sleeping with too many people. Three of the leading Contributors to healthcare issues in the United States. If our country would just listen to God's way in only those three areas, not even the rest of what He said, just those three areas, we would be so much healthier as a nation and we would spend hundreds of millions of dollars less on healthcare issues because we just decided to obey God in three areas right? God's way is a healing way, is a healthy way, is a wholesome way. Yahweh Rophe reminds us that God will heal us from the devastating effects that sin brings if we will live his way of life. Sin brings death, but God brings life. Sin brings darkness, but God brings light. Sin brings, sin brings despair, but God brings hope. Sin brings slavery and addiction. God brings freedom and joy, This is Yahweh Rophe. Not only has he healed the source of our sickness, but he will heal our lives and save us from the death that sin brings if we follow him. I want to summarize all of this up. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 puts it really clearly. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time. Not to deal with sin. It's interesting, when Christ returns, he's not coming to deal with sin. He's already dealt with sin. He did that the first time. He healed us at the source. The second time he comes, he will come to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. It is appointed for all of us to die once and then when Christ returns, we will be saved from death if we are eagerly waiting for him. So the question that I want to close is with is, uh, are you one of those who are eagerly waiting for him? Or, or are we so busy with career and hobbies and money and tinkering in our shop and hanging out with our buddies at the bar and, and doing this and, and chasing this and living this way and uh, got to get the American dream and work harder and do more and yes, yes, yes. and Oh, by the way, I, I, I could watch Netflix or I could spend time with, oh, you know, Netflix or whatever. Are we so busy with social media and movies and shows and work and all these things that we just don't really have time to be eagerly waiting for Christ? Or is christ the center and foundation of your life and every day you cannot wait for his return and you're living life his way because god says when christ comes back he will save those who are eagerly waiting for him let me pray heavenly father thank you for your word thank you for showing us your name as yahweh rofe i thank you lord that you do heal You healed hundreds of people in the Old Testament. Jesus healed thousands of people in the New Testament. You heal people every day in this nation and in nations all over the world. You heal people miraculously, and we thank you for that. And I pray that you would increase our faith so that we can uh, look for and notice your healing uh, work more often. And I thank you that your name as Yahweh Rophe, shows us that you don't just come in and take away our dysentery, but you give us clean water. You purify our souls from the pollution and the infection that is sin. And you save us from the death that sin brings. And so Lord, I, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, that you would show us if we have already accepted Christ, that you would show us where, uh, where we're going to back to the dirty well and getting the dirty water so that we can confess that to you and be purified. And if there's somebody here that has not yet surrendered their life to Christ, you promised, Lord Jesus, that when we accepted you, you would give us the Holy Spirit who would produce uh, springs of living water in us. Pure, clean, life-giving, eternal life-giving water. And if somebody has not experienced that has not surrendered their life to you, I pray that you would knock on the door of their heart this morning. That they could just simply acknowledge, yes, I have I have lived my own way, but I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin and rose again, and I receive him as the Lord and God of my life. And my life now belongs to you. If somebody prays something as simple and basic as that, they can have the living water. And I pray that if that needs to happen, Lord, you would knock on the door of their heart this morning and call them to you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in peace and have a great week.